I don't know. I don't know the words. That's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We are streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. We're in the MyJoyRadio app on iTunes or Google Play and across the GTA on AM 1250 Joy Radio. We just had a gospel choir in the studio. I love that stuff, man. Oh, yeah, I do too. The, I, I just, I didn't want to just have a normal, you know, look, every Easter I have Jesus music. The rest of the, yeah, yeah. the time I have normal music. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to, I wanted something cool. So it was either going to be th- those guys or one of those gospel quartets. We've had them in before. They are, they've been good. Like yeah. the barbershop stuff? Yeah, remember we had, we had the million dollar quartet? <laughs> yeah, those no, guys. No. no, you know what I'm talking about. I do, but we didn't have them in studio. We did. We had like Elvis and oh, Johnny Cash. Oh, I see Cash what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an Elvis cover impersonator, impersonator yeah, thing. Okay. Kathy Lee Gifford. Speaking of impersonators, television host, actress, singer, playwright, songwriter, New York Times best-selling author of this latest book. By the way, just when I thought I dropped my last egg, is one of my all-time favorite books. Because the chapters are short, and anybody with my issues, it just helped me. It Were helped there, me so you much. Any pictures? No. Well, that no, though, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. Anyway, uh, her latest book is called The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi, My Journey into the Heart of Scriptural Faith in the Land Where It All Began. Joining us all the way from, I don't know. Kathy, where are you? Are you at home today? I'm in the ethos. You're in the what? You know, I'm in the ethos. Oh, the e- you know I like I like to hang out in the ethos. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of that, how's Gift Wines selling? That's it. Um, it's do, it's, we're finally turning a profit. Thank you for asking. We're trying to get it into Canada so you can have some. That would be you nice. My biggest customer. Yes. <laughs> I would, I would. Okay, really? Yes, you would. We're going right oh, there. Yeah. We're going right there. Oh, you've, been, you've been to my house a few times. I know. I know who my customers are. Believe me. <laughs> hey, Kathy Lee, are you... I have to ask you kind of a serious question just to segue here. Are you happy that you're you're finally over menopause and that you lost 20 pounds? Yeah, who told you that? I probably said it on the air. That sounds like me. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I am ha- very happy, but thank you. For, I, I, are you happy that you're, you know, you're finally getting over all your crazy demons? Stop it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just can't even believe I asked that uh, question. Hey, listen, spe- yeah. speaking of, you know, old, uh, how was the museum? <laughs> How was the museum? The museum? You went to oh my gosh, the Museum of the Bible in Washington D.C. is unbelievable. Yeah, it costs more than a billion dollars to build, and it is magnificent. It's incredible. I encourage everybody to go and visit, and just and leave time for it. Hmm. I mean, you need a couple of weeks in Israel. You need a couple of days at the at the Museum of the Bible to take it all in. I visited it last time about a year ago, and it was still under construction. And wrote something in the walls of it. And um, what do you mean, that like I, graffiti in the toilet? What do yeah, you? I don't understand. Asked, no, not in the toilet. They asked everybody uh, that was visiting who cared about this going forward that they would write something with, so that the very bones of the museum would have scripture in it would be would be born of spirit and truth. So we all were delighted to, and um, so I, I appeared there the other night with, uh, didn't appear like I'm an apparition, <laughs> I showed up like a human being right. with my friend Rabbi Jason Sobel, who wrote the book with me, Rock, Road, and Rabbi, and, um, 
And there were about 400 people there, and um, we shared our vision about it all. And uh, and as I walked out in this beautiful, magnificent, perfect facility, I'm going, oh, my gosh, right there is where I wrote. And it was right out the doorway, where, right where I was leaving from. So it was, it's just beautiful to see how God builds. The word for, for what Jesus did and Joseph did in the New Testament Greek is the word tekton. T-E-K-T-O-N, been mistranslated as carpenter. Jesus wasn't a carpenter. The word tecton means builder or architect. And we know that Jesus was there at the creation of everything as one of the architects of all, all that exists. And so I love, I've always loved my whole life watching people build things. From beginning to end, I'm fascinated by it. I'll spend hours watching with stonemasons and watching, you know, carpenters do their thing. I just love the process. And to think that that's not just what God did creatively in terms of our of all of creation, but that that's what he does in our hearts mm-hmm. and our lives is very cool to me. Very cool. Well, if you like things being built, you should have moved to Hollywood. Uh, there's so many plastic surgeons there that... Although that's not your thing, though, really, is it, Kathy Lee? You're, no. you're pretty au natural, eh? What do you think? I I'm a big believer in uh, in in uh, yeah. I don't like carving up your body no. not so much. No. I, I I don't. I, I like looking as <clears throat> you know as, as as young and as as fresh as I. I call it zhuzhing. <laughs> Zhuzhing's good. So I get lasered laser treatment, okay. which um, people think I've had all kinds of facelifts and stuff. I take it as a compliment, sort of, not really, kind of, mm-hmm. meaning you, you don't look as old as we actually Googled you to know that you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, you know, what, what, what lasers do is they access the collagen that's naturally under your skin that our body stops just bring into the surface. Lasers just bring it to the surface. So you look 20 years or 30 years younger than you actually are because it's your natural look. It's just, it's, 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 it's a time capsule. It's unbelievable. And yet, you know, anyway, enough about that. Let's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? This is my goal for this entire interview. I'm going to keep segueing with speaking of time, you know, with speaking of whatever. And that's my segue phrase, speaking of. So spe- right. speaking All of right. time capsules, how is the Qumran yeah. cave? How cool is that? Yeah, pretty cool. They just discovered in yet another Qumran cave more, more Dead Sea Scrolls. Really? This is what's so exciting. I, I'm telling you what's happening. It's all sort of exponential now, what's happening. So thrilling. About a couple of years ago, I think, they found the seal of Hezekiah in the city. Well, they, first of all, they said David never existed. Now they found the city of David, <laughs> which is right there, right there uh, in Jerusalem. And, and now... Uh, they said that, you know, Hezekiah never existed. Well, now they found the, the, the seal of Hezekiah, and then they said nobody else ever existed at all. It, you know what they found just like a month ago? The, the, what they think is the um, signature of Isaiah, not 10 feet away of where they found the seal of Hezekiah. You know, That's ten, pretty cool. Uh, a couple, uh, it's just unbelievable. They said for centuries that, that Jesus... The, the New Testament was wrong because Jesus never spoke in the in the synagogues in in Galilee, because everybody went up to Jerusalem for the for the holy days and to worship at the temple. Well, guess what? They found about six of them now. Mm. The last one being Magdala, I think. 
I, I don't know. I haven't looked at today's news. They're finding something new every single day that confirms that Scripture is true. Well, for, for really a very, very long time, they said that the Hittites were not a real thing. They weren't a real group of people because there was no proof they existed. And then they discovered one of the biggest archaeological finds ever, and a lot of it had to do with the Hittites. So anyway. I know it. This, this is what is so thrilling. And, but this is why I wrote the book, Drew. You've known me a long, long time. You know that truth really matters to me. In fact, it's everything. If I'm going to build my life on something, it has to be the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God, right? And I got angry when I started taking rabbinical trips to Israel, the Holy Land, and discovering what the Bible really says in the ancient Hebrew, the ancient um, Greek. And by the way, they're the only two ancient languages that are exactly the same as they've they've always been. Hmm. Not one word has been changed in, in millennia. That's pretty extraordinary. So, you know, when I started discovering that so many of the things that I've been taught since Sunday school as a little girl were wrong, they were wrong, and, and nobody took the, the trouble to find out that they were wrong and set the, the record straight, it made me angry, righteously angry. Like, wait a minute, stop teaching our children that Jesus was a, was a, a, a carpenter when he wasn't. There were no buildable trees in Israel in first century uh, 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 AD, well, AD, which, you know, the first century was when Jesus was alive. There were no buildable trees in Israel. And when and these, these geniuses who were English were uh, translating the Greek into the New Testament for the King James Version, uh, they said, oh, oh, he was a, a, a builder. Tecton is the word, T-E-K-T-O-N in the Greek. Builder, architect. Okay, he was a... He must have been, a, 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 you know, a carpenter like we are, except that they've never been to Israel and didn't realize there was nothing but rocks in Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel's a, Israel is, you've been there, Drew, yep. Israel is a desert. <clears throat> and at the time, in the first century, there were nothing but rocks. Jesus was not a carpenter. He was a stonemason. So now, was, it, was it, who was it? Was it Josh McDowell? I guess he was partially right when he said he was more than just a carpenter. But definitely more than. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he was the son of God and the savior of the world, if that's what you mean. No, I mean, but, he was uh, he was a rock star. He was a total rock star. He was the greatest, I don't know, as a woman, and this is so-called the year of the woman or something, I go, you know, the year of the woman was when Jesus was born, because nobody was a greater feminist that the world has ever seen but Jesus. Women have historically been reduced to basically valueless in society, mm. most societies. And, and still today in this world, more than half of the world, women are valueless. And, uh, and Jesus came along and, and loved them and, and listened to them and, and va- just adored them as human beings and, and knew their names. And I, my, one of my favorite stories in the whole New Testament is when Mary Magdalene, you know, went to the tomb. I mean, it's the women that were at the at the cross. Women, women were at the womb, the cross, and the tomb. You know, let's face it. Let's be honest. It was women. Why? Because they were the least valued in the world. And yet Jesus came along and said, "I value you. I love you. I know your name." And so when when Mary didn't recognize Jesus, and all of a sudden he says her name, and he goes. Mary, and she then the scales fall off her eyes, and she goes, 
Oh, my God, she knew it was Jesus. That's one of my favorite, favorite stories. She knew that his, he said her name. And you know what, Drew? Jesus today is saying everybody's name to us. Every single person listening to us today is hearing or should hear their Savior saying to them their name specifically. Jesus is a very personal Savior, very personal friend. Yes, he died for everybody, but the difference is he knows everybody. He knows our hearts, every single one of ours. Even your black heart, Drew, he knows it. He loves you anyway. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> that moment brought to you by Gift Wines. Um, <laughs> look, not, not, uh, I don't know how to say this without getting into trouble, but I know we can speak freely, darling. You and I can. Yeah. Um, like, not everybody is wired like you. You already know that. But what I mean in context to your book, The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi, uh, is that, you know, when you were 16, you went to Jerusalem for the first time with your mom to attend a conference in Jerusalem on biblical prophecy. 16-year-olds don't typically do that. You're right, but I was 17. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> I was 17. I was about to graduate from high school. And my daddy gave me that as a high school gift for my mom and I to go to the first Jerusalem conference on, on a biblical prophecy. And it was, I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I've been a Bible nerd my whole well, life. Well, this is what I'm saying, I right? I mean... Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I know. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I am a nerd. But I, what I am is a student. I'm not a... I'm, I don't know all... The, you know, the all... I don't, I'm not a, a, a biblical expert. I'm just not. That's why I wrote this book with my friend, Rabbi Jason Sobel. He is. He's an amazing, amazing teacher of truth. What I am is a seeker of it. Hmm. I'm a seeker of truth. My whole life, that's that's what I've been all about. Well, but and, it, it is, uh, from what I understand, and I probably got the age wrong again, but your seeker thing kind of kicked into high gear when the restless ones kind of hit the screens, right? Yeah. Yes, when I was 12 years old, Billy Graham uh, took a huge risk because, you know, back then, when I was, let's see, let's do the math. I was born in 53, and I was 12, so I don't like the math, Car but anyway. Carry the seven. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he, um, everybody thought that, the, the, that, that uh, the devil lived in a bass drum or a bass beat or, or a minor note, and, and, and he definitely lived in the movie theaters. <laughs> and so Christians didn't go to movies. And, and, and what part of the genius of, of Billy was that he understood the power of media, even then, as different as it was then, as it is today. He understood that Jesus went where the people were, and, and, he, uh, and he understood that if people were going to movies, why are we giving over the movies to, to the enemy? Why don't we control the movies? Why aren't we putting out movies? So he put out a movie called The Restless Ones. And it was at that theater when I was as a 12 year old little girl that I went forward at the end of the movie and asked Jesus into my heart. And he knew God met me exactly where I was. I was, I wanted to be an actress and a singer since the moment I was born. And so for God in his sweet mercy to meet me right there in a movie theater, you know me, uh, Drew, I don't like church so much. I don't like church. I, I like, I like Christians. 
and I like my family and God, but I don't, I can't stand religion. And for the most part, I hate organized religion. I just do. Mm-hmm. Because it just, Jesus did. His, he kept his harshest words for the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The word he used when he talked to them was, you hypocrites, you whitewashed tombs. Well, the word for hypocrite in the Greek is actor. This is the kind of stuff you learn in our, in our book. Actor. You, you look good on the outside. You're a whitewashed tomb. You're beautiful on the outside. But inside you stink. You are putrid and decaying. He saved his best stuff for those guys. Man. There's a few actors I'd actually like to say that to. Um, yeah, exactly. So so obviously, I mean, look, we can't talk about that whole uh, going to Billy Graham's movie without talking about the loss of Billy Graham. And I would love for you, please, Kathy, tell our listeners the Big Mac story. Oh, you just gave it away. You, you buried the lead, as we say in you know, news. <laughs> I'm such an... I'm such a respected journalist. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't like that guy who's laughing in the background and, and that, the way he just laughs. I don't like that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, he came to my house. Let's see, Cass was a year and a half old, so it was in 1995. That's, I guess that's when I did my first Christmas special for CBS. And uh, they, they weren't real keen on having any religious aspect to a Christmas special. And I said, then why am I doing one? I said, I would like to have Billy Graham. I said, oh, good luck getting Billy Graham. He's never done secular television ever. Well, after a couple of phone calls and whatever, Billy shows up and says he's, he will do it. And it was, it was one of the great highlights of my whole life because my entire family came to the Christian faith through Billy's Billy's ministry in one way or another. I'm, I'm so deeply indebted to this man of God that it's not even, you can't even calculate it. So anyway, he shows up. He's a little early. We're not quite ready to shoot. And he's standing there with me and Frank, and we're, and we're about to send him up to the guest room. I said, Billy, go up. We have this place set aside for you to rest and, and uh, wait for us to be ready to shoot. And is there anything that we can get you? Anything at all? And he's so dear, and, he's, and he looks at us with like this twinkle, and he goes, anything? And we go, anything. And he goes, could I have a Big Mac? <laughs> and Frank went to our local <laughs> McDonald's and came back for like 100 Big Macs. Everybody in the crew was eating Big Macs. You get a Big really Mac, went, and you get a Big Mac. I, I was Oprah for a day. <laughs> and, and, and Billy went up to our guest apartment. I don't even He probably ate 10, I don't know, by the time we shot. <laughs> But that started a lifetime friendship with this man who, um, I mean, I can't even I can't even say his name without getting, you know, like really deeply moved because this man, I can't even believe I was privileged to be his friend. Um, Every time anything went wrong or array or awry, (laughs) as you know, depending on how O.J. used to say it, (laughs) with Frank, I always laugh at that. Billy would be the first phone call I would get. And he go, Kathy, it's Billy. How are you doing, honey? Can I pray with you? Oh, unbelievable friend to me. Unbelievable friend to me. That's I good. pray to God I learned to be a friend like that to other people. Well, I don't want to get mushy here, but you're kind of like my Billy. Oh, you. Oh, I hope I am, darling. I've, I've wanted to be. I've yeah. wanted to be. 
Yeah, okay. I don't want to let's stop talking mushy here. Um <laughs> so so speaking of mushy, I want to just say congratulations because you are about to celebrate 10 years with one of the hottest women on television. Yes, Hoda Mama. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Love her. She's amazing. She's amazing. Can you believe that? 10 years. Where did that go? No. Well, I don't know. The same 15 years with Regis. Where did that go? Where the eight years in between going from Regis to the Today Show? I don't know. Mm. One day at a time, sweet Jesus is the way it goes. And Hoda has become... I mean, the reason I've stayed, because I signed for one year. I did not want to come back to television, Drew. You knew that. Mm. We talked about it. I was not. The, I said, I've done the best years of television I can do with Regis Philbin. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And, and it was Frank that said, Kathy, do a year. She's awesome. She's awesome. She, you like her so much. Kathy, just go. Give it a year. And, and, I, and so I signed for a year. And by the time the year was done, I had fallen in love with my Egyptian sun goddess. And, uh, and then it was another year. And I said, all right, I'll sign for another year. And by that time, we were getting traction. You know, I, I, I really knew that if, if Hoda and I just did a show that was as real as a, the lunch that we initially had, <laughs> that we would have a great show. I never dreamed, though, that we'd have a hit show, not at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's graveyard graveyard for daytime tv and more and more and more it just became this thing and now it's it's this phenomenon in in broadcasting and i just feel so grateful for it and i I've, I've got one of my best friends i've ever had in my life in hoda well i and mean look her- she's doing so well she has she hosts 32 different shows she's got a book out right now you know so and she's probably making enough money to buy your place in the keys which is up for sale so maybe maybe oh yeah well hey? I'm rethinking that. <laughs> I never wanted that to be public. I'm thinking maybe I don't want to sell that place. Maybe I want to wait, save that for my grandchildren. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw, you know, you throw your name into the Google, hey? You go into the oh, Google I, and... I can't even imagine what you get. Well, I found a TMZ clip, and I saw all these things about you, uh, you know, with your selling your place down there, and uh, it's a lovely place, I hear. Lovely place. Uh, I hear. It's a gorgeous place. Mm. We bought it well over 20 years ago. We raised our kids there. What we're selling it for, no surprise, is not what we bought it for. No. Well, hold on. But, but listen, Kathy Lee, seriously, if you decorated that place the same way that your house is decorated, then you probably put in about 332 mil just decorating no, the place. Not. No, you're crazy. No, 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 no. I love to decorate. You yeah. know that. Yep been in my home here in, in Connecticut. You're always welcome, <laughs> as long as I have it. I find my place in the keys. No, I love to decorate. I'm a creator. I believe with all my heart that God who created everything, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, together created everything. And we, he created us. Therefore, we are, we are born in his image. We are created so we can co-create then with our creator. And when I create, whether I'm designing a room or writing a book or writing for Broadway or a movie or a song or anything, that's when I'm at my most holy, when I am participating in creating life and beauty and creation the way our Father does, Jehovah Jireh, uh, our, our Jehovah, oh gosh, there's so many wonderful Hebrew names for our Lord. But my favorite one for for God is Abba, which means Daddy. It means 
Daddy, when I think when I sat at the foot of my own father's knee <laughs> and sat on his lap and just laughed and, and just listened to his beauty, beautiful uh, words of wisdom to me and his his hugs and and his his, his support to me. I mean, it is a thousand million times exponentially is our is our spiritual Abba, our, our Jehovah God, who loves us, created us for a purpose wants us to co-create with him so we can bring his shalom to the chaos of the world. And we go into that in the book, big time. Hmm. That shalom, which means, you know, we think it means peace. It's, it's, it's like mahalo has come to mean in, 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 uh, in Hawaii. You know, it means, you know, peace, love, whatever. It's, it's, it, that's what happened to shalom, which breaks my heart, because shalom, it does not just mean peace. It means the essence of God himself, the fulfillment of God, his righteousness, his faithfulness, his unfailing love, his justice, all the attributes that we apply to our God creator is shalom. And that's what hovered over the face of the, of the formless in, in Genesis. And, and, and that real word for what was the abyss is really chaos. So the shalom of the Lord hovered over the chaos of the world. And we're supposed to partner with God in bringing God's shalom to the chaos of the world. I love that. That gives me purpose every morning, Drew. It just does. I want to be his partner in that. On the line with Kathy Lee Gifford, just about to say bye-bye. Uh, her latest book is called The Rock, the Road, and the Rabbi, My Journey into the Heart of Scriptural Faith and the Land Where It All Began. The Land Where It All Began had a huge, from what I understand, impact on, on Frank. Instead of Frank being afraid of death, after his trip to Israel, Frank started to get really curious about it. He sure did. It, it was one of the. It, I'm I'm so grateful to God for this because Frank is in eight halls of fame. He was in six halls of fame before he died. He's been posthumously added to two more. Frank was an incredible, incredible human being. Grew up in the faith. He was a little, you know, uh, kid who went to vacation Bible school. Little kid who grew up in the uh, uh, Assemblies of God Church, and and felt like because he had. That he had every, he knew Jesus. He he loved Jesus. He believed that Jesus was the Son of God. He thought he had everything he ever needed. And then we went on a rabbinical trip, like I describe in the Rock, the Road, and the Rabbi. And he thought he didn't want to go to Israel. He says, "I don't need to go there. I've read all the stories. I I, I know the Bible." I, he was very dismissive of it. <laughs> and I said, "Frank, you need to go. You need to go. This is different. This is different." He didn't want to go. We, we go because he, he knew it meant a lot to me. We're climbing up the mountain the first day, and he turns to me with locker room talk, so I'm cleaning this up. <laughs> and he goes uh, straight up a mountain right after we've landed, after a 10-hour trip. He's going, I am on the first <laughs> flight out of here tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I sort of said, well, I am too, because I was thinking, I, I, don't, I didn't know I signed up for this either. But we got to the top of the mountain. And we learned a really, really important thing, which is that the harder the climb, the greater the message, the greater the blessing at the top. And he started to understand that what he's had his whole life was religion. Mm -hmm. But what he needed 
was relationship. And he discovered at the top of that mountain that day a relationship with the living God of Israel that transformed his life. And when anybody came to our house afterwards, after that trip, and everybody wants to see Frank's, you know, his trophy room at my house, which is incredible. The man was an incredible athlete and sportscaster. There's no question. He would not lead them to anything, anything but the fact that the two rocks that we brought, well, actually we brought back four rocks from the Valley of Allah, where David conquered Goliath, and where, Co- where uh, Frank realized that the miracle of David was not that he could kill a giant because he was a kid. No, the miracle of David and Goliath is that David had a personal relationship with the living God as opposed to the Israelite army and King Saul hiding in, in cowardice and fear and trembling not a, a hundred yards from him. They had religion. David had relationship. That changed Frank's life. And when we came back with four stones... Cassidy was graduating from high school. I don't know what she was expecting. She got a stone. We said, where are you going to throw your stone, Cass? At the, sh- at, the, at the chaos of the world, being God's shalom. And then Cody, a week later, graduated from um, USC Film School, full on, magna cum laude or something. We said, Cody, I don't know what you're expecting, but guess what? Here's your rock. Where you- Here's your rock. Where are you going to throw it? Yeah. Where are you going to throw it? And that left Frank's stone and my stone. And so when people come to visit our our uh, our home, and they go into and they go into Frank's um, trophy room, mm-hmm. our library is what it basically is. Mm-hmm. They will find two stones there, representing our relationship with the living God. Well, the I two mean, stones of life. That's a great description of you guys, you and Frank Gifford. I mean, that you two are such you know powerhouses. I mean, you, you it's like okay, guys, here's Frank and Kathy Lee Gifford, and the best representation of them are stones. You guys got stones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, and and you know what? That's all I want, Drew. That's really all I want. Fifty two years in this business now. Yeah. I just want to. I want to. I want to build my life on the solid rock and truth that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the answer to any question we will ever have. He is the truth, the life, life, the truth, and and, and the resurrection, and everything He says He is. Especially on this day before Resurrection Sunday, He says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father but by Me." You know what I'm so grateful for? That it's Jesus that holds the keys to the kingdom. Nobody human like, like I mean, I, me, I'm all like full me. of Peter. No, <laughs> I love you. I wouldn't entrust the keys to the kingdom to you for anything. But uh, I, will, I don't entrust them either to, to Peter, who, you know, that, that denied Jesus three times the night of his, of his betrayal. Mm-hmm. I want Jesus at that door. I want Jesus, who sees my heart and loves me anyway. That's who I want deciding who enters into the, into the kingdom of God. And we're going to be surprised who gets there. I, he is all love, all forgiving, all good. And I'm so glad, so glad that it's Jesus that lets us in. Here, uh, and, and just, people, people ask me uh, quite regularly about you because they know we, we get, you know, we're pals, whatever. And, um, and here, I don't know if I've verbalized it quite this way, but I'm going to try it right now. You, um, 
the 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 stench that comes off of you. Uh, oh, thank you. Is hold on, <laughs> just wait for it. <laughs> I can smell you coming a mile away because this oh, this God. this grace that leaks out of you constantly is so irritating. That's the only reason that you have become a friend to me. Because I I'm a I'm a bit of work. I'm a piece of work. And but you you have friends and we're not going to name them now because that's going to hijack the interview. But you've got friends that are in the news all the time, every stinking day, and people are yeah. judging these people left, yeah. right, and center. And you simply refuse to do it. And and no. if 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 Jesus people could just get a little vial of your blood, they would stink too. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment, although it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> we are not called to judge anybody. We are called to love, to love the way Jesus did. Leave the judgment up to him. He's the only one that sees the human heart. The only one. We can't see it. And and you're right. So many of the people that have been accused and dragged in the mud and thrown on the manure pile and everything else are people I care about. They're people that I care about, and I refuse to go the world's way. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go God's way every time, but it gives me the courage to. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? You ask and you receive. I ask God for courage every day and wisdom. I said, Lord, I love these people, and you love them. Don't let me be another person that just turns their back, turns their back. Let me be the one who says, as Jesus did, let you who are without sin cast the first stone. Jesus is our model for everything in life everything. You know, I just want to love the way Jesus uh, allows me to and gives me grace to and not judge anybody because I don't with whatever judgment I meet out is what is going to is going to meet me. Mm-hmm. And I I just want God to show me the same grace. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, listen, we're, we'll finish it there. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, television host, actress, singer, playwright, songwriter, New York Times bestselling author, and of course, and this, so much more. And so, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> seriously, I didn't even read the amount of stuff that's in front of me here. Uh, oh, she's, Lord, she's, the Lord, latest Lord. book is uh, The Rock, The Road, and The Rabbi, My Journey into the Heart of Scriptural Faith in the Land Where It All Began. Her website is kathyleegifford.com, and I love her. Kathy, thank you. I love you, my sweet friend. I do. And, and and Easter blessings to everybody listening. He is risen, and therefore we live too. And what a what a message for the world. Yeah, perfect love Easter Easter message. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Bye. My pleasure. Bye. I love you, darling. Bye. Bye. I love you too. Bye.